Hey everyone, this is AM Reviews. I'm Adrian. I'm Muhammad. This is a podcast where we talk about movies, TV shows, and all things superheroes. Be sure to check us out on YouTube, Instagram, and Twitter, which will all be linked in the description of the podcast. Thanks for listening. Welcome back, everybody, to AM Reviews. It's Muhammad and Adrian, and today we're going to review the film Morbius. It's a Marvel character, and this film is starring Jared Leto as Morbius, Matt Smith as Milo, uh, is that Adria Arjona as Martine, Jared Harris as uh, Morbius's mentor, Tyrese Gibson as Simon Stroud, and that's pretty much the main cast. But essentially, this film is about dangerously ill with a rare blood disorder and determined to save others from the same fate. Dr. Morbius attempts a desperate gamble. While at first it seems to be a radical success, a darkness inside of him is soon unleashed. So, what did you get from the film Morbius? So, I, I, I enjoy the movie for the most part. Um, I, towards the end, I thought some things played off a little funny. I'm trying to be serious. I feel like Jared Leto, his, the way he talked, for some reason, towards the end, I just didn't feel it was genuine anymore. I don't know. Um, his kind of whispering way of and like question mark way he was talking after a while I was like kind of tired of that um, I thought it looked pretty good you know it was um, dark but it it fit the theme of the movie um, it was a bit predictable at parts and of course this is a Sony film with all the characters so it to me it felt the less or the least Marvel of the Marvel movies that I've seen. And I feel like Venom feels a lot more Marvel um, than this did. When you say Marvel, do you mean Marvel Studios? Yes, yes. More Marvel, more MCU. Um, this one didn't, didn't really feel very MCU. It honestly didn't feel like a comic book movie. It felt, I don't know, it was like a sci-fi, um, kind of standing alone. Um, they're kind of in an in-between place as far as whether or not standalone or not, but um, yeah, it didn't didn't give me vibes where a sequel was something that I'd want to see, or even that made sense. It did, he didn't seem like at the end someone who you would think of as a hero or anti-hero, more so just someone with a problem who's sick. Um, so it was, it was interesting in that way, um, and of course you got some classic cliches in it, you know, yeah. as far as the, the villain and things. Yeah, definitely. But um, the character of Morbius is kind of like an anti-hero. Sometimes he is bad. Sometimes he's good. You know, he's worked with Spider-Man, um, Blade also. But um, yeah, I surprisingly did enjoy most of this movie. Okay. <laughs> I was a little surprised because I'd heard some things. Now, I didn't read any reviews, but um, just looking at the percentage of the rating is very low. Mm-hmm. Uh, yes. 17%. Rotten Tomatoes. I don't think it's that bad. Um, Not a 17. There are, there are many movies that got more than a 17 that I think were worse than this. Yeah. Like what did uh, Ghostbusters get? What, what, did, <laughs> what did the all-female cast of Ghostbusters get? I still have not watched that movie or actually any of them. Uh, <laughs> <laughs> you're missing out on americana i promise um but uh, ghost but, wait that can't be the the right one hold on the first one or i mean the last one well not the last one not the most recent one that's kind of a real ghostbusters i'm talking about the um the all-female cast ghostbusters they want us to forget oh um, yeah i forgot about the afterlife one that seems forgettable too so that one on Rotten Tomatoes has a 73. Say that again. 
That is, is a 73% on Rotten Tomatoes. <laughs> and that movie, I, I know you didn't see it, but trust me, it was not that much better than this. It was hilarious, but yeah, people people hate it on this one. I'm not sure. I, I haven't read. I haven't read any other reviews, so I'm not sure why it's gotten so low. Well, where are you looking? I really don't think it's that bad. Venom <clears throat> Two is way worse. Venom <clears throat> uh, was it? Let, Let There Be Carnage, awful film, just terrible, and that's still in the same realm, same universe. I feel like this may have been boring compared to those movies. Well, I do like the first Venom, but the second Venom is just so bad. I, yeah. I, hate, I hate that film. It's it's really bad. <laughs> but this film is nowhere near on that level. Not saying that it's great. Uh-huh. I'm not even saying that it's good. But it's way better than that film. That is the lowest of the low. It's awful. I hate it. Um, <laughs> but Morbius, I am interested in the character. Because I feel like he can be a good character. Um, but this was kind of taking like baby steps. Now, mm. we did get to see a lot of the vampire or Morbius character throughout the film. Um, it's not one of those where you're just hinting at it throughout the film and you don't see him until the last 10 minutes. Mm-hmm. Um, but I, I actually did enjoy watching this movie. I, I don't see why people are hating on it so much. Um I mean, it's become a, a meme, but I mostly I, I did enjoy this film. I think Jared Leto plays, a, I guess, a character that he should be. But I felt like he wasn't as confident as he was in the beginning. It's almost like it's, it was a, a character shift. Yeah, um, I feel that because, yeah, he was very confident in the beginning, but then he's just like not sure of himself. Which he should, but not to where it's like totally different. Um, yeah, I almost feel like he had a reverse Hulk. Like he became sensitive, scared of himself, not wanting to be that. Yeah, it feels like more like he got a disease. And I guess maybe that's what the parallels are trying to make, but um, <laughs> not, not a superhero origin story. No. Um, and it seems like they definitely want to get it under two hours. <laughs> All these these Sony Spider-Man films or Spider-Man spinoffs. Um, but I did enjoy it for the most part. I found a little parts funny, some for the wrong reasons. But mm-hmm. um, <laughs> it, I'm not sure if they were really trying to be funny, but um it was, but for the most part, it's a serious film, and I feel like some characters probably got left out, or or some of their scenes got left out, because mm. from what I remember from some really early trailers, there that some of those scenes aren't included. Um, I mean, I haven't watched a trailer, and mm. I guess the trailers. I guess since the first one, <laughs> but I, I mean, there, there's a scene where Tyrese he's outside and there's a I think a lot of other cops around and he has something on his arm something like a bionic uh, enhanced arm or something like that Um, Mm. so I'm not sure what happened with that I mean this movie did get delayed multiple times almost to the point where I forgot about it but um, I think I enjoyed it for the most part nowhere near as bad as people say I think a lot of people actually could enjoy this. I mean, it's nothing special by the numbers, but it's not a terrible film. I guess it's not terrible. It, it's very, to me, it felt very average. Like nothing was special about it. <laughs> nothing was revolutionary. The character was mildly interesting, but brought more questions than anything. Um, <laughs> The villain was, I mean, manufactured, equal. <laughs> him, honestly, him being evil was not very explained. Like, I felt like that didn't have to happen that way. Um, yeah. And he's not, he doesn't become a hero in this. No. I mean, really, he should still be looked after. Like, they, they should be after him. 
Yeah, he still he killed people, um, so he's definitely still go to jail, um, and he, he he doesn't do anything that's really redeeming. No, he 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 doesn't really prove his innocence. No, um, doesn't try to. <laughs> he really should not be on the loose. <laughs> and I'm wondering, like, how how he is? How does he have money? How? Well, like, I don't get how it wrapped up the <laughs> Well, yeah, there's there's definitely some holes in there. Um, but any other thoughts before we get into spoilers? Um, he was hard to look at. I'm not gonna lie, the the, the 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 evil one was worse. Like his face was not as changed, which has somehow made it worse. Um, and the makeup they put on his face before he had the change, I guess, when he was sick very strange well they they made them look very pale like they were already vampires they made him pale and also they made milo puffy <laughs> like his face was swollen i don't understand why that was relevant why it was needed if you're gonna cgi that face to be whatever that was um i don't think they needed to be looked that bad in the beginning but yeah they looked dead they looked dead before they were and are they undead? Are they? We don't know. Wait, do you mean before they got the serum? Oh, no, or? after. Oh, I don't know. <laughs> but I don't uh, know. <laughs> how does that work? I don't know. Um, but any other thoughts? <laughs> no, um, we can get into it. Wasn't what I expected. I wasn't sure what to expect from this. <laughs> but um so uh in the beginning we have jared leto um starting out as a young child he's been he's had this rare disease this uh blood disorder that's pretty much killing him he's just almost waiting to die he's in one of these um children hospitals and he gets a friend um one that he calls milo that's not his real name, but um, I think it's like Lucian or something like that. Mm. Um, but he's been through so many people. He's seen so many um, kids come and go. There's always another Milo. So he names this guy Milo. Um, but he is able to save Milo while he's about to die, um, kind of changing something in the machine that... Uh, you know, no nurses or doctors were around. So he took action pretty quickly, saved his life. And kind of like uh, the Professor X of the house, he. <laughs> you had the gift to the school of New York. I was like, are we going? <laughs> we're going. I think we're going. Like, no, you know, no, he's not going to be taught by him. Yeah. But um, pretty much he's like, I see something special in you. I don't want you to waste this gift. Um, I'm going to pretty much provide all the things you need, but um, here you go. We we believe in you. So uh, Morbius or, or Michael, he leaves and his friend is left behind at the hospital, but he leaves him a letter saying that, you know, I'm going to find a cure for our disease one day. Um, you know, just kind of just wait on it. Uh, we'll, we'll get through it somehow. And then we fast forward to the present. And pretty much Jared Leto, he's still working on that same thing. Um, he's also been recognized as a pretty good doctor. Uh, he's up for this award, a Nobel Prize, but he is very arrogant. Um, pretty much he says, I don't, I don't want to accept this since I've still uh, failed in some way. I forgot exactly what the details were, but. Mm -hmm. he didn't feel like he needed that so he just shunned it and people still thought pretty badly of him or thought he was arrogant um but he also you know works with some patients in the hospital even outside of finding a cure for his own disease and he works with another doctor um martine um she's pretty much his right hand woman and also love interests. Um, 
But um, yeah, they were together. And he's finally coming up on figuring out, you know, the cure for his disease. But I think I'm not sure if this if I'm saying it in order, but there is a scene where he goes to this cave, a cave full of bats. But right, it's really so dangerous. Yeah, he it's it's really dangerous. And uh he has these hired guns that are there to just protect him. Um they're kind of looked as as low life people, but um they say that the bats in that cave will pretty much destroy anybody. And he welcomes it, welcomes the bats to come in or come out of the cave by cutting his hand and then they start flying out. Now, they said that those bats would just destroy anybody. Mm-hmm. They didn't destroy anybody. No, they just flew by. <laughs> It's really unclear. I guess he was trapping them at that point because we cut away from that scene. And it was unclear, honestly, how it was related. Because to me, the trailers made it seem like that was how the transmission happened. Like almost like a spider bite, you know, it transferred anything that way. That is not how it happened. So I guess that was to trap. I don't think he had them at that point. Maybe. So that's how he attracted them and trapped them somehow. We didn't get a lot of context in that scene, though. No, um, pretty much that scene was just there for him to get the bats. Um, and also, I thought it was a dumb line. This is when they were getting off the helicopter. The guy was like, oh, are you sick or something? Like what? You, you, this is the only helicopter here. Did you not look at him before you got on the helicopter or while you were riding in the helicopter? <laughs> like what? It's almost like he didn't even see him. It was a pointless line. I, it kind of bothered me, but um, <laughs> yeah, the, the bats don't really do anything. They just fly around them as they were trying to escape or just right. the, everybody else except uh, Michael Morbius. He just right. said he wasn't knocked over. You know, he was crippled at the moment. <laughs> yeah, he can barely walk. Then he fell over. But we didn't <laughs> see how they actually caught them either. We just cut away from it and they were in his office, their tube. Really, I have no idea how he could have caught them um, because they were flying around pretty crazily and right. he, he didn't have a container or anything. They were just running around him. Um, and just to rewind a little bit, there is a scene where his friend Milo, he's uh, being picked on by some other boys around the school and they got the note that Michael sent to them or sent to uh, Milo Mm -hmm. and he's trying to get it back and he ends up knocking one of the guys out with one of his crutches. That was funny. But also after, you know, the rest of them leave and the guy who's still on the ground that he knocked out, he starts punching him. He got up and walked without the crutches. I was like, did he forget that he can't walk? (laughs) But little nitpicks here and there. Um, Yeah. (laughs) Uh, but yeah, a- after he captures those bats, um, Martine, his right-hand woman, is not exactly in on his plan. Not at first. She doesn't know that he has those bats. But then mm-hmm. she's, you know, quickly sees through them and sees the bats coming down in this container. And he says, you know, I'm very close to figuring out a cure for my disease. And then she's like, this is risky and illegal. You might, not, you might lose your license. And he's like, I'm not going to need that much longer. I'm not sure what his plan was after this. I mean, (laughs) (laughs) like, you're just going to roam around or? I'm just going to be healed and not explain why or how. (laughs) I mean, if if you lose your license. That's it. (laughs) Like you're dumb. You're probably going to go to prison for un- unethical practices or something like that yeah um but yeah uh he does some tests he does a test on a rat initially it doesn't work but then he, they go back and it they, they see that it does and um he tests the same thing over multiple times and he's like you know what it's time for the first subject myself 
Yep. We're not going to even risk it. That rat died for a few minutes and then it worked, but I'm going to do me. <laughs> also, the rat didn't have any transformations. That is true. So, yeah, I was, I mean, they could have, I don't know why they didn't do it, maybe for a bigger reveal, but obviously we knew it was going to come. I've seen the trailer, but so, but yeah, the rat just kind of died and then came back. She had very different reactions. Maybe we should have had a scene where after they looked at the, the rat, it turned into like a rat bat behind the scenes or something like that. I think that would have helped instead of it dying and then turning away. Maybe it just comes in its normal and then them turning away and it's a bat thing. Maybe. Um, a rat bat. Yeah, a rat bat. A rat. <laughs> um, but we didn't get that. And when he took it, he had a very different reaction. Right? Yeah. Um, and it's also like they didn't even try to make this sound logical. They just did the transformation and he can go back and forth and that's it. Like they didn't say because of the gigahertz and the watts and the and the mega gamma rate. They didn't do any of that. They just said mutant thing. And we're <laughs> gonna accept it. Like his body can change and all this stuff. Bats don't do that. No. They don't they don't, they don't morph. <laughs> My, mighty Morbin. Right. Mighty right. Morbius. So I it's like why does what? How does this work? <laughs> well, I mean, I think if you would have explained more, it, it would have made less sense. Well, I mean, that's fine. At least make it make lot movie sense. Like make make it make sense to your characters. I feel like even the characters didn't understand it. No. They didn't even care to understand it. No, it's just like I'm healed. I'm gonna live Ooh. my life. All right. I can just decide when I'm morphing. How did the evil guy master it so quickly? Nothing about him says that that should have happened. Um, <laughs> he was dancing around like it was nothing. <laughs> right. So, and I didn't even realize that they had put makeup on him for the beginning scenes until the end when I saw his regular face. And I was like, oh, why'd they do that to him? Yeah. Um, but we haven't gotten there yet. Uh, so Morbius, he's actually on this um, this ship in the middle of some international waters where he can do this. He can test this out because it's illegal. And um, he has those same hired guns from when he was going to get the bats. And uh, they're, they're just there to, I guess, if something goes wrong, shoot them. Or if anybody, <laughs> if anybody else comes around, shoot them. Yeah. I don't know. I don't, uh, I don't know why they hired them either. <laughs> if you're doing something illegal and you know it's illegal, if you get caught, you get caught. You can't kill the police. <laughs> so, yeah. <laughs> but yeah, he, um, they, they become test subjects themselves also. So after he transforms into the vampire he is bloodthirsty completely mindless doesn't really is not conscious of what he's doing and uh he accidentally hits martine knocks her out um actually no that's not well actually that's not right she did get hit by him but then she was asking for help and then the guys came and one of them knocked her out (laughs) but um yeah, he was uh, busting out of the container because he was he was in a container whenever he was transforming. Um, and then he bu- burst it out and started tearing up the guys that he hired. This is when it felt kind of like a horror film, but um, it's still not really a scary film at all. Uh, but he's pretty much tearing the guys up. Running around the shadows, almost uh teleporting like nightcrawler or he kind of had yeah, like the and the effect they did on it i was like is so is that what we're seeing as movie viewers or in the universe they're in is he doing this and if so how and why well i think it was for dramatic effect because he has heightened 
listening skills or his heightened hearing where everything right. is vibrating. He doesn't even need to use his eyes. Um, and also that plays into a downfall in the plot of this film with his heightened senses for hearing um, when it comes to uh, sensing the other guy because he does mm -hmm. it one time and then when he needs to find him, he doesn't use that. But, <laughs> um, but yeah, he beats those guys up, sucks their blood, and then runs away. Um, but he does realize what he's done after the fact, after he gets the blood, because he he now knows that he needs the blood to survive um, because he'll just go crazy without it. And, um, you know, he goes into hiding. He goes on the run. And this is where Tyrese and his partner come in. Uh, is this Al Madrigal? Hmm. Yeah. Um, yeah, they come in and they're pretty useless. They, they, they pretty much just show up after the fact. They never really get anything done. They also already know everything. <laughs> like they don't, they, they don't, they don't have the, the realistic wrong hunches or preconceived notions or stereotypes. They kind of, they just think, oh, is this what you're doing? Is what happened? Suspicious. And they're always right. And it's like, not realistic. <laughs> very, very underutilized Tyrese here. Yeah. I mean, he, he was pretty calm. He, he wasn't really screaming or nothing. Um, but they don't really get anything done. They're, no. they're, <laughs> they're always late. But yeah, they uh, try to investigate um, Martine. She's in the hospital. They try to talk to her. She's not giving them any information. She says she forgot the whole thing. Um, but they know that she is connected to Michael Morbius because mm -hmm. um, she's pretty much always around him. And uh, he's the prime suspect in this because they know that he's been trying to cure this disease that he has for his whole life. And um, he'll take whatever measure to do that. So um, they keep looking for him while Morbius is testing out his new abilities. He has heightened senses for hearing. He can... Um, Pretty much jump anywhere, jump out the gym. Um, very strong. Uh, can turn his face to kind of look like a bat, I guess. Sharp teeth. Mm -hmm. um, but yeah. And he has the little uh, effect. I actually did kind of like that effect because it reminded me of Nightcrawler because I really liked the Nightcrawler scene from X-Men 2. I didn't, I didn't like it because Nightcrawler's visual effects were pertinent to his power. Like that is what happens. Morbius didn't have a reason to do that. Like no. it, it, yeah, it felt unnecessary. And like, they're trying to make the character more interesting than it was in the wrong way, because it could have made it more interesting, but using that effect, and they did it over and over again. Well, it's pretty much whenever he moved fast. Yeah, yeah, it didn't come across that way. It came across just like an Instagram filter. <laughs> so you're saying it looked really fake? Not only did it look fake, it looked irrelevant to the story. Whereas Nightcon's effects were relevant to the story. Okay, I, I see what you mean. Um, but I liked it. Uh, but yeah, he's testing out his new abilities, but he's also seeing that he can only last for so long without blood. Mm. And maybe he was smart enough to think ahead and had blood in a freezer, artificial blood. Um, I don't know how you make artificial blood to where it's so close to real blood. <laughs> yeah, that was that's the science fiction in this where he has made artificial blood, which is a bigger deal than the movie makes that to be. I mean, the Nobel Prize thing, sure, that's but like that is. That is world changing. <laughs> Artificial blood. That's, I mean, that's the beginning to the cure of all cures. It was very underplayed in this. 
it's different colors too. That's kind of like a, a bluish gray one and then yeah. red blood. And either one is fine for him. He just, you know, drinks it up like it's a Capri Sun. <laughs> <laughs> but um, he needs it at first, or I think it's every 10 hours at first, and then it starts mm-hmm. to decrease. He builds up a tolerance to the artificial blood before he's hungry for real blood. Um, but he sees that he's made a, a pretty big mistake in going through with this, this, uh, this test. But he does approach his friend Milo, who looks very rich, or, or I think he still lives with the mentor. But for some reason, he seems like he's very prestigious. He's made it to a different place. I don't know if you got that feeling. My thought was he was rich the entire time. We just didn't know it till he was older, but he was always rich. because he seemed, he was funding Morbius's experiments and whatnot, and he didn't seem to be like smart, not in the same way that Morbius was. Um, so I just assumed he just had money. I guess so. <laughs> yeah, for no reason. From where? I mean, <laughs> yeah, inherited from family. I, again, another thing that I explained, but because <laughs> it was funny how he was just dancing in that big closet <laughs> after he had. Got a little taste of that. (laughs) Almost like a Spider-Man scene from Spider-Man 3. More awkward. (laughs) But I found it really funny. Um, Went on for too long. (laughs) And also from, um, uh, what's that movie we did with Vin Diesel? That um, that was a superhero movie too. Uh, The Pacifier? No, no. this This came out a couple years ago. Um, it was a superhero film. He was dead, but then they used his body to wake him back up. Anyway, in the beginning of that film, there was the guy dancing with the big jacket, but it was all fake. Hmm. Surprised you don't remember. What movie? Vin Diesel. Yeah. Um. Anyway, I'll I'll find. <laughs> Um, but yeah, he tells the guy, I found a cure, but there's a catch and pretty much, um, I can't let you have this. And the guy is so ready to be cured. He's like, no, I need to have it. I see how good you look. You're up here walking after being crippled for so long. I want to be like you. Um, and he says, let it go. I need to cure myself again because these feelings that I have, these bloodthirsty feelings, they're not right. And I need to get rid of this. But the guy, he won't leave it alone. Um, but the police are fast on Morbius's trail and he's kind of just walking around. I mean, with a hood on back kind of at the scene of the crime. Mm-hmm. Yeah. <laughs> and they run into him and they arrest him. Um, he kind of does resist at first, but then he follows along with it. And uh, meanwhile, his friend Milo goes to his lab and gets a little taste of that that cure. (laughs) And then he meets him in jail and says, "Um, I'm your lawyer, or he told all the guards that. And, um, you know, I'm going to help you get out of here. I'm going to we're going to fix this. Uh, all those guys you killed, doesn't matter. I can fix this. Um, and then he walks away. Well, he tells him, in the meantime, you can have this one of the little artificial blood packs. Now, th- the police in this do a horrible job. I mean, you can't just let somebody walk in there with anything. Right. Um, and then he also leaves his cane, which is a big red flag to anybody who just saw him walk in there (laughs) (laughs) like this guy was supposed to be like you know uh i don't know dragging a leg or something right and they were so quick to point it out for morbius (laughs) but no one paying attention to this guy no um it's almost like he's a nobody but who's rich (laughs) 
for no reason. Um, so also that movie with Vin Diesel was called Bloodshot. Oh, 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 oh. I can't remember why that movie for some reason. But yes, Bloodshot <laughs> doesn't exist. Yeah, yeah, I guess so. <laughs> uh, but yeah, that guy just kind of just waltz out of the, the prison. Um, just, you know, pretty easily. But then Morbius realizes that he's taking the serum and he needs to stop him because he doesn't know what he's gotten himself into. So Morbius breaks out of the prison and the police go after him again. Um, but he catches up to his friend and tells him, you need to stop this. Um, you don't know what you got yourself into and I need to help you. But the guy is like, I got all the help I need. This is what we have been waiting for our whole life. I got so much freedom now. I can do whatever I want. And this is when he turns into the villain. Um, a quick, pretty quick turnaround. Oh, yeah. No hesitation. We're ready to be, be terrible. Kill everybody. Yeah, pretty much. Um, no hesitation. Uh, he, he pretty much sucks the blood of anybody. I'm not sure exactly what his motivation is after the fact, you know, after getting the cure mm -hmm. to be able to walk around and everything. But um, he just kills. I mean, he, I, I guess he does need the blood to stay alive or. But. Um, no other motivation besides that. Um, but after that, there's kind of some back and forth. And we're kind of just waiting until the point where they meet again. Um, and they do fight a little bit. And uh, Morbius learns how to fly. <laughs> yes. By feeling easy. The... <laughs> just felt it. It's yeah. going to mist in the wind. Yeah. <laughs> he was at, uh, he was, uh, at, at, at the subway um, underground and just kind of felt the wind. It's like, you know what? I'm just going to jump in front of this and fly. Hmm. And he does. <laughs> and the like other guy. <laughs> yeah. The other guy, I don't think he ever learned to fly. I don't think he, we saw him try. No. They just went to the next scene. <laughs> but. um, Yeah, they, they, they go back and forth. Um, Milo, he tries to find. Morbius again because he knows that Morbius still wants to stop him um, from his reign of terror. And while he's trying to find Morbius, he's killing other people. Just you know, he he kind of does have a little fun. Goes out to a bar, tries to pick up this woman, and uh, <laughs> these guys start messing with him. <clears throat> and it I seems was surprised he backed off. Uh. I guess he didn't want to cause a scene. He still wanted to have some fun after the fact. So he's just going to get them once they leave. <laughs> yeah. that's, that's what I, that's what I was thinking. He, he doesn't. To go from that to immediately killing people. It, it's like, where was his energy before? <laughs> and why now? We're missing some developmental moments. Um, I guess he was just so eager to be able to walk because there is one scene where the mentor that they've known their whole life, he asked him like, how are you feeling on a scale from one to 10 today? He said 11. So pretty much he's in constant pain and it's, you know, mm -hmm. really bad. So just that taste of freedom being pain free. He, he just didn't know what to do himself. Um, I mean, I'm probably stretching it, but hey, that's what it is. Yeah, and you're writing a lot more of that screenplay than was there, but <laughs> imagination has to take over because we didn't get much from the actual movie. Yeah. Um, <clears throat> but he does meet up with Martine. Um, he's trying to get information out of her to figure out where Morbius is. Um, even though they both have heightened senses for hearing. And they've both used that earlier in the film to find each other. 
and they have their little <clears throat> their little encounter and he leaves but after this morbius he meets up with martine tells her that he's found um a way to pretty much kill them um so there won't be any more vampires out there um that's he he, he found a way to reverse it mm-hmm. but um pretty much he just wants to go and end it all and she's she doesn't want to let him go because she's falling in love with them and they have their moments and uh after that he gets back to work somehow he's able to just freely go anywhere without anybody noticing who he is because he does go out in public a few times i mean mm-hmm. not not just without his hood but still very suspicious looking guy um they don't really use cameras that much in this film or they don't look at the security footage that much only when it's convenient. Right. Uh, but he has a lab somewhere. Oh, actually, I forgot the scene. He does beat up these random guys to get their lab. Um, they didn't look like scientists, but he, he got their lab. <laughs> um, and that's where his, that's where he developed the, the, the reverse cure for uh, yes. a new condition. Right, because right. Right, his, his lab was owned by Milo, so he had to leave. Um, it was very convenient that he found the, that group of guys. I mean, they were just like common thieves who had maybe a mess lab. I'm not really sure why they had <laughs> a laboratory and how it was enough for him to work and create this brand new thing um, and how he knew it worked without testing it near or anything. Yeah, we never yeah. see the payoff from that. No, um, where was his artificial blood? Like, where, where did? How did he develop that? Because mm. <laughs> he wasn't killing anybody else. He only killed people in the beginning. Um, but at this point, Milo has had enough, and he approaches Martine and tells her to scream out for Morbius. And I mean, we don't really know that this. The, the distance in between them, but mm-hmm. he's able to hear it pretty easily, um, which they really should have been able to find each other very quickly. Oh, yeah. They're across the city and they, they use that power earlier on. And um, it really shouldn't have been as it shouldn't have taken as long to do that. So um, she screams and he he's on his way very quickly. But then he finds her. And she's laying on the top of a roof and it looks like she's about to pass away. And um, for some reason, she bites her lip. So yeah. he, he can I, suck her blood. I guess as her giving him permission. Yeah, it was, a, it was an odd scene. Yeah. I mean, I, I think your lips also have to be very like chapped, real dry for it to cut that easily. I mean, she bit hard. She bit like when you're a kid learning how to ride a bike and you fall off and your jaw just cuts your lip completely um, <laughs> to get that much blood. It wasn't no drip. When I mean, she pierced through. I, not possible. <laughs> yeah, not with just your teeth just so quickly. But um, yeah, and it looks like he does suck her blood. Um, mm-hmm. I'll get back to that. But looks like she's dead. And um, he goes up to Milo, tells him, I'm going to stop you. They beat each other up and um, fly across the city. And he's kind of losing, Morbius. And he goes back to what he felt earlier with the bats. He summons them. They uh, surround Milo, kind of hold him down while he injects him with the reverse cure and it ends up killing him. Um, but it looks like the friend had a, a pretty good time, <laughs> <laughs> but he, he accepted his death and um, Morbius, he kind of just goes away. I mean, uh, we, also we do get the scene at the end with uh, Martine she actually is alive, and I guess she's a vampire now. I don't know her character that well, or really at all. 
I I don't know much. Um, I'm also like, I don't know if I think a lot has changed from the comics to this film. Um, and by definition, I guess he's a vampire, um, but definitely not the kind of vampire that Blade is, or you know, not magic or mystic. More so science, and I'm not sure if that counts. Really, he should be more like a a, a Batman. If he can summon all these really? bats. <laughs> right, right. He's more of a Batman. Batman with powers. <laughs> yeah. Um, but I'm not sure how he would fare against Spider-Man. Actually, he'd probably be a good match for him based on his his um, senses. I think if they play them fairly as the characters exist, he would eat Spider-Man instantly, um, but I didn't want it to happen. No, but I don't. I don't think he would beat up Spider-Man or or try to beat him up. The character well, that we see here, one, I guess, and he does learn how to control his, I guess, bat behavior. But his wild version, I mean, Spider-Man would say no chance. I don't know about that. Let's let's not jump to conclusions. Well, I mean, the characters. I'm not saying the characters in like the actual, but the, as they exist in these movies, I don't I don't see a reason why they he would be a tough match at all. The Spider-Man in the MCU is very very tech based, and he learns on the fly, um, and, and and he, but he's not a good. I don't think he's a good fighter in the films. I think he's he's very smart. And he can outsmart people. Um, think about him versus Doctor Strange, for example. No reason in the world that we even should have existed by him getting stuck in, the, in that dimension. But they use his <laughs> brains to do it, not Spider-Man's actual abilities. So for that reason, I feel like it, it wouldn't be a fair fight with this Morbius. Really, Morbius shouldn't really know how to fight anyway. He's a doctor. Shouldn't. He shouldn't know how to fight. I, what I, I think his, like, the version that he was when he first changed over, that version that's uncontrollable, I think that makes sense, I guess, if you're saying that he's now part bat and these are very vicious things and primal. He described that feeling at one point when he's bloodthirsty. Um, that makes sense. The later version of Morbius in this film, um, where he's kind of controlling it doesn't quite make any sense. You're right. Like how he's able to fight or even think or control these things doesn't quite make sense. It feels like the Hulk, for example, in the MCU took several films to get to a place where you can control it um, and be productive. Whereas it took them 15 minutes in this film. It just doesn't feel like it's like it's um, they did enough work to get there. No. And um, he's he's still on the run. He's the the cops are pretty much still after him, but he still has these resources to get away. Like he still has this expensive car to just drive down Wait. the road. Wait, where'd that come from? <laughs> You're not friends with Milo anymore. He he got. I mean, doctors do make pretty good money, so maybe he just picked up one of his cars in the garage, maybe. even though his house should be heavily guarded. Yeah. So um, cops are useless in this. Yeah. Yeah. Pretty much awful. But he should not have gotten away. Like they should have easily been able to track him. Um, but for the most part, I did enjoy this film. There are definitely holes to it. It's um, nowhere near a perfect film. But if I were to compare it to, I guess, um, post the amazing spider-man um this one it'd be kind of on the level of the first venom i don't think it's that good <laughs> well i mean most people don't think the first venom is really that great i know it's not but this one isn't isn't equal it's not equal no to me it felt very average very at times boring um yeah, it felt like a rerun somehow. <laughs> well, there are definitely elements of other superhero films that you've seen before. Yeah, um, uh, it's, it's an origin film that's trying to get to 
the main meat of the story, but, um, you know, you have to take those steps. Um, but yeah, I mean, maybe if, you know, uh, Spider-Man, all of his, uh, characters were owned by Marvel. He could have been integrated into the MCU somehow kind of in the background mm-hmm. and we see him develop as other movies go on. Um, but I mean, this is what an origin film is, you know? Oh, well, I mean, it doesn't have to be exactly like this. Eh, I've seen better. Uh, <laughs> there is better. <laughs> they could have repeated things and still been better than they were here. Yeah, but, you know, I guess they tried to go with the formula. <laughs> I mean, they they did, but it wasn't executed well. No. Uh, but it's so much better than Venom 2. Venom 2 is an embarrassment. I don't think it's better. Oh, it's way better. I don't think it's better. I think the issues of Venom 2 don't make it... Like, I feel like this is a bad movie, not just a bad superhero movie. Like, it's just not a good movie. Whereas <laughs> Venom, I think, is not a good superhero movie. It's not a good MCU film, but it's a good movie. Whereas this, I don't <laughs> think, is even a good movie on its own. Wait, 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 which one are you talking about? The second one. I mean, both of them. I think the Venom movies, I think, are good movies and they're okay marvel movies this is an okay movie oh i it felt like something on tnt that's 10 years old i I can't believe that you said venom 2 was a good movie i think it was better than this if this is a if this movie was okay then venom was good no venom 2 is the worst of the worst it is awful it's a really bad film. I mean, I, I guess we're probably not going to agree, but I really hate that film. Yeah, I think it's not good for the character. I don't think it makes sense for Venom to be like that. But I do think it was a more enjoyable movie. Not to me. The, the jokes didn't land at all. And that was most of the film. And it was awful. Um, but this one, um, it tried to yeah. take it was much this, more seriously. Was, would you consider it more be a, a thriller or a cockpit? Well, I, that's what I was going to say. I don't know what kind of movie it is, Morbius. Is it uh, supposed to be a horror movie? Is it supposed, like it felt like a drama, like but boring, like there was nothing, there was no drama. It was very flat, very one note. Well, there wasn't really much growth in the characters. I think it is confused on what it wants to be. It has many elements or different elements. You know, it's got some horror in there. It's got some thriller. It's got a tiny bit of comedy, not much. Um, drama so yeah so it's a confused film but i mean some people might think it's boring and i I do i mean i see some parts in there that could be boring but it's it's not really trying to be funny when it's really not funny and that's what venom 2 is yeah i mean yeah i think venom is definitely um Almost like it was marketed towards younger audiences, for sure, than what Venom could be. I think Venom could be a, a, I don't think it was rated R, but it could be a rated R character, for sure. He should be. Um, this one could be, too, but they they really held back on the blood. I mean, they just turned it black. I was like, when did people start having black blood? Yeah, they, they turned it down. Um, <laughs> definitely wasn't blade level. Um, vampire film. This hmm. <laughs> thinking of vampire movies, I feel like Twilight had a better story than this, and I don't care for that movie, honestly. But I really can't had, remember the story in that. <laughs> well, it had growth, it had characters, it had story, it had a plot. What was the plot in this? I was sick, so I healed myself. But the healing was actually negative. My friend did it too, but he liked it. And now we're enemies. I, that There's the plot right there. You explained I, it. That's <laughs> not a good plot at all. I mean, I don't know what those um, Twilight films, their, their plots were. I, I really can't remember. I just saw the first I, two. Yeah, yeah. I mean, it's more romance and, and teenage drama but at least there was a trope I mean this I don't know what this was 
Honestly, I don't think it's that bad. <laughs> I mean, okay. I, I've definitely I seen worse. Tell you where it, is. it was more, it was more so confusing than anything else. Like I will say, the movie didn't suffer from like it didn't have egregious mistakes in it. It didn't have things that just didn't. I don't know the things I feel like that that make a movie bad, or at least for me, it didn't have a lot of those. It also just didn't have anything that makes a movie good. Like, I don't think it did anything necessarily super bad. He just didn't do anything good. I can agree with that. I, yeah. I can definitely and agree I, with and that. It didn't build up to anything either. Well, there are some post credit scenes, so... That felt random. <laughs> Especially the last one. I mean... <laughs> so the, the last one, we have um, kind of an extension from another film, uh, Spider-Man No Way Home where all the dimensions were clashing together. And in this universe, uh, Adrian Toomes, the vulture, is transported from the MCU-verse to whatever this verse is. Um, (laughs) He's put into the prison. And um, pretty much, they're like, oh, who are you? Why are you even here? And then they release him. and then uh, somehow he has his suit, his vulture suit. Right. So does that mean Iron Man exists and also died in this universe? Like, what? I'm trying to think of what he was before he was the vulture. Because I think he, he just worked in the Stark building or part of the cleanup crew. I think he's part of the cleanup crew. Yeah, but I, I'm guessing that he's worked with technology before. Not to the point where he's like Iron Man, but... Well, in the Spider-Man movie, they didn't really explain it. He just didn't like Stark or superheroes, I think, and was a part of the crew that cleaned up the mess and refurbished the equipment. I was going to say, I don't think he was explained necessarily how he was able to figure it out. Well, I think he was just taking parts from the the things that were left behind. And he Mm -hmm. also had somebody else who was working with him, um, this guy called the Tinkerer. But... um, He's pretty much mad at him because he took away his job because um, Iron Man wanted to clean the mess up himself. So, um, yeah, he meets up with Morbius at the end and says, you know what? Uh, Let's team up. I think we should get another group of guys to all beat Spider-Man. But Morbius has no idea who Spider-Man is. Um, I'm pretty sure he doesn't exist in this universe. And uh, this is trying to make another sinister, or like not not really another one, bring it back. Mm-hmm. Uh, the, the sinister six, the inception of it, but it felt really forced. That line. Um, oh yeah, <laughs> it was awkward. It was weird. Yeah, really forced. Um, his scene in the trailer, I remember from the first trailer, he was walking by. And I think he was in um, handcuffs or chains or something. And he was, I think, talking to Morbius. But that's not even in this film. Hmm. Um, But yeah, that's the only encounter that they have. I'm not sure how he would meet him or even know who he is. Right. Yeah. How does he even find him? (laughs) How does he know what his abilities are? <laughs> um, yeah. Why does he even hate Spider-Man? He dated his daughter? <laughs> <laughs> well, it was more of he just got in his way, but he doesn't have a real reason to hate Spider-Man. I don't know. He was more sympathetic in that film. This kind of ruined yeah. him a little bit. Yeah. But very forced. Didn't make sense. The character that we saw for Morbius, he's not a guy that wants to go beat up somebody else. Right. He's more so scared of his powers. There was one scene where he, he, you know, wanted to stand up for someone, but we don't see that anymore as the movie goes on. We don't see him trying to be a vigilante. We just see him, his mission is to make sure that he doesn't exist anymore, really. (laughs) 
you know, just drive away until I don't know. <laughs> that's that's pretty much what he does. Um, but I think there are definitely some enjoyable parts in this film. Um, it's nowhere near the best, nowhere near the worst, but there's some parts in here to enjoy. But any other thoughts before we give it a rating? Um, no, I mean, it was, I like the fact that it was under two hours. Um, cause I, I don't, I didn't see, feel like I was missing anything or needed to gain anything from this film. I honestly, it felt like after I watched it, I was like, yeah, I'm ready for Sony to give up on this and um, just move on so we can <laughs> reboot this too. Well, they're not going to give up. I think yeah. they have some kind of deal where like if you don't use the characters within five years, then I guess they go back. Yeah, uh, I forget what the time is, but yeah, they have to use them or lose them. Yeah. And so, they're kind of riding on Marvel's coattails. <laughs> well, as long as Spider-Man is successful in any way, they're mm-hmm. going to keep making movies. <laughs> and this one did not have a large budget. I think it was like $75 million. Um, mm-hmm. Didn't make a lot of money. I mean, 163 at the box office, but I mean, made its money back. Yeah. But um, let's give it a rating. So the lowest rating is trash. Middle is background noise and the highest is a banger. So how would you rate the film Morbius? I'd rate it as a low background noise. To me, it's not quite trash because I mean, it is a movie. Um, it, you know, has a beginning, middle, and end. Um, but, but definitely background noise, literally and figure. Yeah, it, it definitely could be. Um, I'm going to rate it as a mid-level background noise. Um, it's nowhere near the category of a banger. Uh, I definitely don't think it's trash, but. It's it's middle of the road. It's it's not really going to excite anybody unless you're just a diehard fan of this character. Mm-hmm. I don't. I mean, really, I don't think it hurts the character in any way. No. Um. Really, does nothing. Nothing for the character. Um. I don't mind Jared Leto here. I think he does a pretty good job. I mean, he's been the butt of jokes for a while for <laughs> superhero films. I mean, he he just can't. He can't seem to find success in this realm, but um, I do like his character. Um, do you think this film is worse than X Men Origins Wolverine? Yes, and I think it's worse. <laughs> but listen, let me tell you why I think it's worse. I think it's worse because. X-Men Origins wasn't bad necessarily because of the story. To me, it was bad because of how they executed it. The graphics, the character choices. um, (laughs) That's why it was bad. It just crapped on the entire comic. Whereas this film, I think it was done great. I think it was filmed nicely. It didn't seem like they rushed. The graphics, they were very committed to them and executed them well. So it was like the equivalent of painting. You have a, a blank canvas and they just painted it black. It's a very good black. They didn't miss any spots, but it's just black. Whereas I feel like X-Men Origins took a canvas and was trying to paint this beautiful scenery and use the wrong colors and it was smudged, but they tried. I feel like Morbius, they didn't try to do anything. From your explanation, it definitely sounds like um, X-Men Origins is the worst film. X-Men, X-Men Origins is one of the worst, I think, um, comic book adaptation films, but it's not bad. It's, it's, it's bad because of how they did it, not because the story didn't make sense to me or the character didn't make sense. Um, if anything, it was more bad because there were so many things that did make sense. Like Ryan Reynolds, for example, his character made so much sense until the end, right? It, like they just messed up things that, that took away from it. 
So it was like a good movie that just kept having knocks against it as it went on. The graphics, um, you know, all this stuff just took away from it. Whereas this one was one note the entire time. It was okay the entire time. Nothing took away from it, but nothing made it great. And I think that's worse. Well, even though I say, yeah, uh, X-Men Origins is not a good film. I do like that movie. But um, yeah, yeah. Ryan Reynolds, he's barely in that movie. He is. But he was a memorable, for me, he was a memorable part of the film. Um, I guess the beginning. Yeah. That's, that's the only time you see his face. That's the only time you see his face. But I mean, I, that transition, I feel like if you delete the ending part, what happened to Deadpool, and you just have that and somehow stitch it into the Deadpool that exists now, it makes sense. Like it was, it was good casting. It was a charismatic character. Um, I don't but, think it makes any sense because why would he fight Wolverine? Well, that's what I'm saying. Up until that point, well, I mean, he was mind controlled in that, film, but like all that stuff doesn't make any sense. But I'm saying, <laughs> starting off, it was good, and it got worse the longer you watched the film. Whereas with Morbius, it was just bad the entire time. You mean okay? That's what you mean. Well, I mean, okay, bad. It was, a, like I said, it was a bad comic book movie. It was an okay regular movie. <laughs> yeah, I mean, I'm not really going to defend this that much. I mean, I don't, this is nowhere near my one of my favorites, but um, I don't think it's that bad. Uh, but any other thoughts about it? Um, I hope Jared Leto just gives up on this job. <laughs> he clearly isn't wanted by the studios that are going to do him justice, so. He should start doing some independent stuff or doing a Netflix train of truly made-up stories. That'll probably do him a little better. He won't compete with the idea of a character. Or he could just join the MCU. Uh, I think it's too late. No, I mean, he, he, can, he can still do it. I mean, we've had other ones who have crossed over. Um, yeah. If you've seen the recent uh, Thor trailer you got, uh, Christian Bale as uh, was it Gore? Yeah, Gore the God Butcher. But I mean, Jared. But Christian Bale was a good Batman. He didn't mess up. So like, <laughs> he's not Jared a bad actor a though. Joker. He's not a bad actor. But I'm saying the characters he's played were just bad. And it's not. I mean, it's like I said, studio's fault. It's not. I don't think it's his fault. Um, he just signed the wrong deals. <laughs> Wrong place, wrong time. Right. Um, but I hope he gets his just due. But um, I think that does it for AM reviews. Thank you, everybody, for listening. Make sure to check out our other platforms, including YouTube, Instagram, and Twitter, which will all be linked in the description. And if you want to send us a message, click the message link to get featured on the show. And thanks for listening. <laughs>